My name is James. I'm TC. And this is What the Hell Mouth. Hey guys, we're probably not going to, or I mean, welcome back. We're probably not going to be in the thick of things because I am currently in a race with the second dose. I feel, I felt chills and I, my head feels as if I'm tired and high maybe. There's a fog on me that's about to set in and hopefully it's not the mist and it's going to be crazy monsters eating people and then you have to murder your son thinking uh oh we're not gonna make it out alive but as soon as you walk out and you're gonna commit suicide by kaiju the friggin u.s military shows up and if you had just waited five minutes you shouldn't have been so trigger happy father to shoot your friends and your child in the head in a car you could have made it out and lived happily ever after you said something about people eating you yeah, in the mist, I think. Or it's the fog. I don't know which one it is, guys. Don't come at me unless it's in a five-star iTunes review. I haven't been eating in a while. I might be into it. Ooh, butts included, guys. Mm, that's not for me just yet. I've never oh, had my butt not. eaten. Probably never will. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't super confident in any of my previous relationships, and I don't know why. I just, you know, don't do that. What if then all of a sudden you're like, let me put a finger in there. And it's like, hey, hey, some stuff should be, you know, that's for your wedding bed. <laughs> I enjoy doing that stuff, but that'll be like how I lose my virginity on my wedding night. I'm going to look at my wife and be like, I want you to put a finger in my butthole. And that'll be like, that'll be like my virginity. It'll be very traditional. Hell yeah. She'll be in all white and then... I'm not even going to say she that. shouldn't be if we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but what I'm saying is like poop doesn't generally come out when you do butt stuff. Like the, that's unless you're like no. getting really deep in there and then you're not like you're going on, the wrong way. Well, why are you eating on a podcast recording? Because I haven't eaten today. I was very tired. I've not had breakfast and I'm supposed to eat three times a day. I'm doing a workout regimen. If I don't eat, I won't be able to work out. I need to be able to work out, so I need to be strengthened. I'm trying to gain weight so I can bulk up for the summer. Hell yeah. You're cool for the summer. 3,000 some odd calories a day. You think I'm going to do that by not eating breakfast? That's a lot of calories. Yeah. I did not meet it yesterday. I had to eat a piece of pie. <laughs> no, you j just, you got to eat. And I was still short. Good stuff. Pro if you're trying to build muscle, isn't mm. it just protein? You can do protein, but the person that I work with is like, you know, I'm never going to, like, shame you for indulging as long as you're not, like, only indulging. I eat pretty well otherwise. Like, for breakfast yesterday, I had two bowls of Honey Nut Cheerios um, for lunch. I had a pretty healthy uh, salad again. It was like a chicken salad. And then for dinner, I had um, a chicken sandwich and some Doritos, but I was, like, 600 calories under. And I happened to have a piece of pie in the fridge that was 270 calories. So I was still under, but by much less than 600. Okay, okay. Uh, yesterday, I ate just a brick of tofu. 
I, I fried it up. I've also been measuring out the either the vegetable oil or the ma- margarine. I was going to say marinara that I because then I'm like, oh, I know exactly. It's 70 calories, even though it's not all going into the food. I, I'm trying to watch my weight a little. I got somewhat carried away when all of a sudden we were able to buy a bunch of food. So I was eating more, and I was like, nope, need to take a step back so I don't look disgusting in the mirror. I need to eat more, but I'm so bad at, like, calorie intake. But this month, I'm trying to go from now until July. Hmm. There's so much, like, dressing just stored at the back of my throat. Ew. (laughs) I'm trying to go from now until July, not having any alcohol, not doing any fast food. I'm really, Red Bull is probably going to be the thing that, like, I can't do. And trying to take in more water, but it's tough because I usually drink like 60 ounces of water a day. And the, my trainer wants me to be doing 128 ounces a day. And I was like, that's just, just too much water. Also, why the eight? That's just so much bump it up to 130. It's based on like my weight and size. I'd still round it up. No, it's okay. So this episode, uh, hold on. Jim! There was one thing real quick that I want to talk about my week. I, I feel like I shouldn't because we're not behind a paywall, but I don't think this person will ever listen. I saw someone in earnest say this. Someone posted, like, there's no excuse that you don't have your dream job right now. I'm not even going to get into that because it's like there's a lot of excuses why you, you don't have your dream job at this moment in time, pandemic. especially during a pandemic. But someone who I know, in earnest, they said this. Do I know them? No, no, no. This is someone from a different town than we currently live in. It would have been much spicier if I knew them. I wanted it to be someone from our old job. No. The entertainment industry is collapsing, and while I hate to throw a pity party, the last thing Hollywood wants right now is short white guys from the Midwest. And it's like, you... Nice. uh, It's... (laughs) Oh my God! I'm I'm gonna have to work as hard as everyone else right now to to get a job, opposed to just I would have been given it ten years ago. Get out of here! I love that. The less short white guys, the better, and also the less <laughs> tall white guys. Uh, you got white guys of any height in Hollywood, the better. Oh, I was gonna say you got a baby Barrett, just average height, but the the. Nope. I don't even want white children. No white people in Hollywood. <laughs> the rest of well, also, we've seen enough. No, no, I was saying like Baby Barrett in the sense that like, oh, this one's too short. This one's too tall. Oh, this one's just right. <laughs> you there went to no children. Right people. No more white people in Hollywood. <laughs> what if you replaced the white people in Hollywood with actual bears on set? But they weren't violent bears. It's like you could like think of friends, but all bears. I would not watch that. And okay. I, I think that's just We Bear Bears. There's a show called We Bear Bears that it, I think is Friends show. with Bears. Oh, let me think of a... Okay. In living color, but instead of Jim Carrey, it's a friggin' bear with a fez on his head. I wasn't allowed to watch In Living Color. Because there was no one your age? Yeah, and also it just was inappropriate. The, like, living In Living Color, Saturday Night Live, Mad TV, I wasn't allowed to watch those. Okay, okay. Well, shit. I want to find a All show I know about in living color is that everybody there is equally kind. Medea's Christmas, but instead of Larry the Cable Guy, it's a bear. 
Now, I haven't seen Medea's Christmas because I don't watch Medea movies. You gotta check him out. Oh my God, Tyler Perry, no, he's don't. a king among men. Seven thumbs way down. <laughs> what? I have sprouted additional thumbs. I'm trying to find a movie that doesn't have an exuberant amount of white people that we could just slide a bear into. Or a TV show. Take your time. Oh, okay. Name Ke- something with it that doesn't have an exuberant amount of white people. <laughs> Keenan and Kel. Ha- are you familiar with Keenan and Kel? I've seen Keenan and Kel. Okay, so. Oh, here you go. Keenan and Kel, but instead of the convenience store clerk being a white man, he's a bear. It's a bear. Okay, I could get into that. <laughs> and he's just whipping things around and they have to constantly keep restocking shelves because they've been clawed up. Oh my god, one episode there's a huge display of orange soda and Kelsey's and he's like, I love orange soda and then the bear thwips at it and he just sprays him with a, that would be cool. All that except for instead of Lori Beth Denberg, Josh Server and Danny perhaps Tamborelli? Yeah. Is that his name? Wow, I got that right. Three bears. Hell yeah. That's so Raven, but instead of Rachel, it's not Rachel. What's her name? Chelsea. Chelsea. No, no, no. We should keep Chelsea, but let's like get rid of the the spitting teeth, Mr. Lawler. The one who's like, people, people, please. We replace him with a bear. And the bear is just like, because he can't talk. (laughs) Hold on. Scam likely call. Hello? Plug it into the mainframe. I was recently suggested by a medical professional. At no cost to me. I don't know what a mainframe is. The age of the page is obsolete. This episode. Yeah, I just, speaking uh, of mainframes. Classified. I did not get all the way through it. I was tired of it. I watched most of the third season, though. I just, I couldn't. Paramount is a terrible app. And I just, again, can't stress this enough, could not make it work. I, you got to come over <gasps> and use whatever we have because on both our Ooh, Roku devices. Fuck? Hello? It's a shit show, this? guys. Speaking, yes. Let's try and make TC laugh right now. Sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> no. He's stern. He is confident. He is Maybelline. Smile. Laugh. Five minutes later. Because you all have reached out to me via email, which you can do moving forward. Please list this as a business line and do not contact it again. Am I being clear on that? Call him Call that number to your heart's desire. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. So this episode, I this hope- year's girls, season four, episode fifteen, original air date February twenty second, two thousand. Wow, this is easily one of my. It's one of my favorite episodes of the series. It's just wow. It's a great story arc, and I don't know who wrote this. This was. This might be on. one of the most quotable episodes. I have a bunch, and I'll just rattle yeah. them off. When you find Douglas out who Petri the writer wrote was. this episode, and he did uh, a great job, it's good. And we finally we get Faith back. I personally love Faith. I was reading a lot on IMDb, and people were like, "Faith is the worst part of the show." I was like, "What? Who would think such a thing? Who would think such a thing about Faith?" This person, I only think Faith is terrible because of how she is written. She is she's cringy. I knew people who actually talked like this during this time period. And it's like, oh, that is gross. Get it out of here. I don't want you calling me. What if you called me Jay? I'd be like, please stop doing that. Don't. But she's also a villain. That's cool for a villain. Which, I mean, she does her job of making you hate her. I don't agree. 
I, I mean, no, that's that's the job is she's a villain and you're supposed to hate them. I personally, sim- here's the toughie that I have to actually talk about a lot in therapy. I am very good for sympathizing with TV villains because you see, there's a there's a reason they're villains. I have known so many villains in real life and there was no reason <laughs> for it. So TV villains get all of my like sympathy. I don't think Faith has a reason besides her throwing a pity party for herself. Like she's, I mean, we don't see her life before being a slayer so i'm not sure but it's her just be feeling inadequate towards buffy and being like oh they only like the original slayer <laughs> oh you you tried murdering me these next upcoming episodes it's very exciting but like you're probably gonna feel bad for her after the next three episodes i'm just saying that's just the thing well um, how will i know who wow, she, she is just... because this perfect episode ended on a fucking stupid ass thing they body swap i hate it when people body swap especially when it's a villain body swapping with somewhat like the hero and you have to be like oh my heart it feels like in dexter but for dumb reasons it's like just why did they choose to body swap but let's that's the only bad thing about this episode everything else i loved it and with a friggin' episode it's brilliant it's just a like it's so good a hand buzzer you know when a clown shakes your hand and you go that's the device that was designed by jack kirby and where did this come from? Did I miss this? Um, when So there's a scene where, so essentially to run down the episode, Faith wakes up from her eight-month coma <gasps> um, and uh, beats a woman up um, and I guess just leaves her butt-ass naked in a, corridor, guess... in a hospital corridor. Um, and she, a demon like comes up to her and he's like, Faith, oh, the mayor wanted me to give you something. And she beats him up and kills him. And he has like an envelope for her that has the video she watches and the... Um, the little body swapping. Thing. Okay, that I I didn't know. I just saw the VHS. Should have been a DVD by now, oh, though. Man. But while she's still in the um the coma, she's having a lot of nightmares, and I was like, damn, very relatable, sis. I also have nightmares, but usually the like jarring wake up is I die at the end, and then I w- I'm awake because I just got shot in the face or something. I keep having a dream that I'm nostalgic for, even though it's something that I've only experienced in my dream reality. Do do your dreams do? You, have you created a world within your dreams? I have no control over my dreams. Okay, well, there's a lake that I saw. Like I, it's in a forest, in a snowy forest that I that I walked through, like this little stream area, then bellowing out into. Like this large lake area surrounded by trees I saw long ago. And in dream sense, I've been trying to get back to that, but there's always obstacles that I can't get to. In a recent dream, I found out like, oh, hey, just fly. And we flew past some of these obstacles. One is a, an old man saying, hey, don't go on my property. And we were, were scared of him. So I flew over it, which I'm I'm like, hey, I'm back there. It's amazing. But it's not the same as like walking through that, str- like the edge of that stream and into it. So I now have noticed that there are houses over here. And I'm like, fuck, man, I need to I need to buy one of these houses. It's this quaint little village and it looks so nice. And I woke up being pissed that I woke up because I was like, Nicole and I could live here and be happy. I just had a dream that my godmom gave me $50. I had a dream, though. 
<laughs> I'm talking about being nostalgic for something that doesn't exist and like yearning for that. And then your equivalent is I got $50 and a dream and was pissed about that. I mean, I'm yearning for $50. The fuck? Uh, <laughs> when Faith wakes up from her coma, she wakes up from her coma and is like pulling stuff off. First, she pulls off the like heart monitor and it just stops beeping instead of reading as her dead. And then she yanks her IV out. And you just, you couldn't do that. You couldn't pull an IV out that way. She would be gushing blood. I hate that so many TV shows do that. I noted that this was a dingy looking hotel or not hospital, at least from when we see her. But when you rip, like when it stops, like when it goes beep, beep, and it like it no longer, people should have ran in. People are notified when yeah. that happens. Even yeah. if it's just it's shut like, off. Whoa, her heart rate just dropped. I mean, it didn't even drop. It's just done. So that's a plot hole. Her starting out in these dreams of thinking she is the one who is wronged and Buffy's the bad person. Those I'm like, wow, I truly don't like this person. And then for her to wake up and beat a woman. Excellent writing for a villain though. Into (laughs) unconsciousness and leave her naked and alone just for clothing. Could have, could have just asked for the clothing threatened and locked her in a room i don't know but but then she could have alerted people and we she wouldn't have had a bigger head start i don't it's still mean and i don't like it can i read some quotes or are you going with the plot more um i I had one about the girl the girl explaining that sunnydale high isn't there anymore really puts into perspective what an insane event that must have been for some like nobody has ever acknowledged that like it's probably a crazy event that the high school on graduation night exploded. Several students, the mayor and the principal, died. Like, I bet a lot of those kids did not go off to college and probably, like, um, have really bad PTSD. It would also, I mean, in a lot of horror movies, and as we know, the writers of this show like horror movies, there would be fringe, in quote, like, experts people that are like wow this crazy shit happened i am going to dedicate my life to like roswell people yeah or like freddie versus jason there's some people in there that are like that michael myers part six is like that with paul rudd that would have been a really good angle post season three to have it like she has to keep under wraps that she's the slayer even though now like sunnydale is a tourist town because, like, that would have made the news. It wouldn't have made the news what happened with Angel. It wouldn't have made the news what happened with the Master. But, like, it would have made the news that an entire high school and probably, like, a third of the student body were, like, died. Yeah. And, yeah, like, it would have also been, you know, how th- the superhero Marvel craze, you see the superheroes. Yeah, that's a great story. But there's always, like, agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They're the normal people investigating all of this stuff. There should have been a side story of teenagers who graduated this year saying, I want to know more about that. That could have been a spin. That should have been the spinoff show, not angel. That would have been a great spinoff. They, they're trying to find out how to recalibrate this blaster gun that they got from the faculty. Is that their name? Initiative. Yeah. The initiative. Yeah. I think Willow says, ah, just start pulling at wires. And then Giles goes, I'd like to veto that. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Just a dumb 
quote that I laughed a lot is because it's so of this time when the internet is really booming. Buffy saying, hey, this is how we're going to get into the initiative's base. Oh, do this, do that. Oh, hey, Willow, I want you to hack into the security's mainframe. If you can't do it by science, do it with magic. And it's like that. I don't. None of this works, guys. Just say, like, hack into their security. You don't need to include mainframe, just into their security system. Hack in and decode their mainframe using the binary. I don't know um, any more terms. I, I used up all the ones I knew. I wrote down Faith is cringe, especially when she says, oh, yeah, you just forget about the boy you killed me over and you find the next, the, the first college beef stick you can hop on. I'm like, ugh, gross. How did she know where to wait where, where to wait for Buffy in the quad? Like literally she is just standing in the perfect spot to turn around and be like cuz Buffy's like, "Ah, oh, you know, I tell you what, if I were her, I'd get out of Dodge quick." And then she turns around and she's like, "You're not me." And is dressed much better than Buffy and Willow are, which is like, that's tough. She woke out of an 8-month coma and still managed to know how to dress. And ch- fashion changes. 8 months, 8 months time, almost a year, completely different fashion and she's still with it. I mean, people who dress goth have dressed the same since the 80s. So in that vein, if you're just wearing all black, also like the all black cool look is, is generally all black. She has a what? denim shirt. Um, she has a denim jacket, denim jeans and a black tank top. It's just dark denim. Oh, well, I also have these glasses on that make She's everything got a little more depth to her. Thank you very much. But. Also, too, as well, she looks really good for someone that was just in a coma, not super pale, doesn't look very, like, you know, unhealthy. And then the sexual tension in the scene in the choir. It was like, it, it, it like, really, um, it really, like, framed my childhood. Like, I would rewatch that scene over and over and over again. And I was like, I feel something. <laughs> but what? <laughs> uh, but on how she knew where to find Buffy, we forget that. Slayers are supposed to have an intuition. Buffy just does not. And it's crazy how she couldn't sense Faith outside the window. Yeah. But um, also, too, as well, my least favorite line probably of the series, um, they're talking and... Buffy's like, you know, Faith's like, you know, I guess you forgot. You, uh, sorry, Buffy's like, I've been looking for you. Faith's like, I've been standing still for eight months. You know, like, you could have found me if you wanted to. Buffy's like, how have you been? Faith's like, you know, I've been great, but like, I'm going to fuck you up. Um, and Buffy's like, you would have done the same thing to me, you know, if you had the opportunity. Faith's like, let's give it another go. See who lands on top. Pause. Very sexual. Why are you saying it like that? You could have easily been like, let's see who gets stabbed this time. Not let's see who lands on top. She said, I want to top you, Buffy. And then Buffy goes on to say, Faith, these are innocent people. And it doesn't make any sense. Why did she say that? Why did she say that line? I know that. But like, the, that's never stopped you from beating somebody ass in, the, in the, the quad before. Now, all of a sudden, you're like, come on, Faith, don't be like that. And Faith goes on to say, no such animal. I think she thinks Faith is going to start murdering people. That just doesn't. That's a that's a reach. They, they would have needed I to got. put that in that they were like, I just thought she was like, come on. Because like there could be like casualties. Sure, yeah. some of them could get hurt in it. But it's like, I mean, you want you want to fight her and like disarm her here? Or do you want her to go and kill people? Get to beating. Or making love. Yeah. Uh, also, during what the like them making the bed in her dream, that just was dripping with sexuality. So much sexual tension and a lot of foreshadowing, a lot of great foreshadowing in that scene. All right. I'll 
There's also I'll some cute callbacks it. in her other dreams. There's the uh, the little snake, which is like the mayor. But also, too, as well, if I was on a picnic and a snake ran across the, um, or I guess slithered across the uh, blanket, I'd be like, we got to go. We got to get out of here. <laughs> Leave the blanket and the food. Let's go. <laughs> I'd be like, it's a garden snake. And I'd be like, it's a snake. Let's go. Uh, so speaking on that scene in the quad, you know me, listeners, you know me. It's generally TC or other people saying, oh, their fashion was disgusting. Oh, it just, oh, this fashion back then was awful. Willow's t-shirt with stitched on wool figurines is an offense to fashion. It is terrible. <laughs> it's, it's, who. She is an adult now. Stop making her a child writers. But also too as well, this season this season's fashion has been pretty egregious. A faith is a breath of fresh air. Xander's vest. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. I started choking. Oh, did you, was that a real cough? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Xander's vest in the first scene. Um, whatever Willow was wearing in the first scene. Oh, Buffy's yeah, kind of like ugly. Polar hat. Yeah, that ugly brownish sort of like mauve uh, knit sweater Buffy was wearing. The, the outfit Buffy is wearing in the quad when she has that like leather jacket that doesn't really have a collar. It just has that weird cut over a pink shirt and her culottes. It's 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 bad. It's bad fashion in season four. I don't know what they were doing. This is not even 90s fashion. They are literally just getting dressed in the dark. Well, I think so between the late 90s and early 2000s, I think this is the the transition from going from 90s fashion and into what we know as new millennium fashion. And it's like literally blending the two together, which is terrible to do. Especially heinous. Um, I would love to be in college. Like, could you imagine being a college student and it's just two kids, just two young women brawling in front of like the bulletin board? I'd be like, whoa, holy shit, that girl kicked that other girl in the face. What's going on? But I wouldn't have been able to record it because it was the year 2000. Unless you were a film student and you had a digit, like a camcorder. You have one of those big ass cameras on you. Yeah. Like, oh, I gotta get this. Hold on, <laughs> let me pop my tape my my tape in. Yeah, it would because like back then there were things like you know cat fights or bum fights that you would be able to make a oh, shit like, ton uh, of money. Girls Gone Wild, I think, was pop. That's the first thing that comes to mind for some reason. Um, yeah, was popular in the two thousand. And then also like um, porn with music in it. I hate porn with music in it. What's why are you doing that? Turn Do you mean off. just like in the bed, like? Or just like porn or it's like music when they're, videos. Like having sex and you hear like. Okay. It's never music that's like. It's always like either too like. Like faux sexual. Like it's like. Or some shit that's like music. Like you would hear it in an elevator. Yeah. But it's porn. Just you know what guys. I think you should put any music you want to in porn. Because if an artist reaches out to sue you. You could be like well um. Well, just so y'all know, this is the type of porn, I don't know, Beyonce enjoys. And now, I mean, at the very least, you've shamed someone. Boo. So, don't shame. Ex especially I mean, don't how- Don't shame people. But it would be a great way to get somebody to drop the suit. Like, if I did porn, I would be like, I'm going to use, I don't know, Brian McKnight. You're going to reach out and be like, hey, I heard my song in a gay porn. No, I don't think you are, Brian. <laughs> I would be sued a lot, probably. <laughs> Unfortunately, now there's like robot algorithms that- can find music in videos so it isn't even 
someone hearing it. It's just a robot saying, hey, man, I'm pretty sure this is that song. But speaking on shaming people, Willow is hanging out with her witch friend and calls Faith a cleavage slut bomb. And it's like, shut up, Willow. Get out of here. A note about Tara. What's up? No one has ever really explained to Tara that, like, I know that, like, she saw the thing in um, Hush, but no one's ever really explained to her, like, the extent of demons and, like, the, 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 like, the fact that, like, demons are real and, hey, this girl I know, her, like, the calling on her life is to fight them. Tara's just kind of, like, with the shits. And on one hand, like, love that for her. On another, that would be too much burden for my brain to be. If someone came to me tomorrow... And they were like, hey, demons are real. And, like, someone fights them every night. Vampires are real. You stake them through the chest. Um, so, like, do with that what you will. I think they would have to, like, I, I'd be like, no, I have to I have to go to, like, a facility for a while. I, can, I can't take any more stressors. I can't take any more stress on. And knowing that demons are, like, actual factual things and not just, like, stuff that take over people's body and make them, like, do bad stuff. No, that's too much. But I guess it would be better to be able to, like, see demons instead of, like, because... Essentially, I think in Christianity, or at least my understanding of demons as a child was like, what they do is like, like the devil sends them up onto earth to like, um, essentially like get into people and cause them to do bad things. And I don't know if that's real or not. I only just realized I still believe that that's the case. Um, it would explain a lot. Again, I know a lot of people, not great people. And I would, I don't know. Maybe it's just easier to be like, maybe like there was just a, no, cause all the bad people I know are just consistently bad. If there's a demon in my mom, wow, that is a long... You, they, they have got tons of overtime. They're going to go back to hell and put that time card in like, man, I didn't take a day off for 60 years. And Satan's going to be like, I, I can't afford to pay you this much. Uh, I hope this isn't insensitive, what I'm about to say, but... If this demon spent all that time and went to Satan and asked for overtime, he'd say, you didn't really do much with that time you had up there. You kind of just fucked over two people. And, uh, oh, I mean, I just explained my experiences. No, no, no. The demon within my mother has earned its over money (laughs) (laughs) go to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod to understand what TC just said. Um, but speaking on devil shit, holy shit, what, uh, what, what's his face does Adam, he rips oh, open that, that person and up. like, or that demon, it's some Diablo two shit. And I loved it. There's also a really great scene with Spike. Yes. It's my favorite quote of this. You go. Okay. So Spike, he is hanging out in a alley that Xander and Giles are patrolling and they're like, Hey, just so you know. There's a, the, a, the other slayers out and about. You got to be on the lookout, this and that. If you see her, let us know. They describe her in full. And then he goes, yeah, so this is what I'm going to do. When I see her, I'm going to tell her exactly where you are. And I will follow her so I can see her kill you. And they're like, why would you do that? And then he says my favorite quote. He says, can one, just a single one of you Scoobies, remember that I hate you guys. And I said, I thought it was very funny. And as he walks away saying like, like, oh yeah, you know, um, psychotic, blo- short blo- or brunette running around. Xander says a very funny thing. And he says, uh, God, we're dumb. And uh, I liked it. That was a great scene. 
I don't know if we've seen Joyce all season. I, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we've seen Joyce at all. So it's a great way to bring her back. So Buffy is explaining to Riley, um, who has been out of, like, he's out of the infirmary now. And he doesn't know who Faith is. So she's like, you know, he's da- she's dangerous and she'll come after the people I love. Um, and then, like, you hear a knock on the door. Joyce is like, who is knocking on my door? I'm not even in this show anymore. And then um, she opens the door and it's Faith knocks her out cold i'm sorry uh, faith knocks joyce out cold and then we get some of my favorite lines where it'd be funny if it were the other way around joyce just clocks faith faith has joyce like tied up in her room and she's trying on makeup and she's like oh you know i wouldn't expect such a like sultry color for a woman your age um and she puts the uh, lipstick on and she's like you know normally i wouldn't go something with go with something this dark but you know um I read in a magazine that like dark lipstick looks good on someone who's been in a coma for eight months. So she turns to Joyce and she's like, you know, promise you'll be honest with me, even though I could kill you. Joyce is like, I promise. And she's like, how do I look? And Joyce is like psychotic. And Faith is like, oh, you know, you're you're kind of a bold bitch. And then she's like, you know, I know what you're thinking right now. You're thinking you're never going to get away with this. And Joyce is like, I was actually thinking my daughter's going to come kill you soon. And it's like they have this great dialogue where it's like, Joyce has never been this bitch, but she is that bitch. And then there's a scene where essentially uh, Faith is like, I know Buffy doesn't give a fuck about you. You know, she doesn't give a fuck about any of us. And Joyce is like, were you planning on slitting my throat anytime soon? (laughs) And it's really great. But also... I don't remember, I don't know if I've ever read that, like, they purposefully wrote this to be, like, Faith is a scorned lover. It's excellent writing. Like, if somebody were to tell me this was the first, like, instance of queer baiting, I'd be like, oh, it's amazing. Because it really does come off like Faith is just, like like, a lover who, like, you forgot about me. You don't give a fuck about me. But it is also a very good point that, like... It's weird in season three at the end, Buffy like gives her that kiss on the forehead and it's like the only reason I figured this shit out was Faith and then does forget her for eight months because Buffy is very self-involved and it's easy to forget that until the season finale because you know towards the end of every season she starts being like, I can do it myself and they're like, Buffy, please, please, you've never done it yourself. You're going to get us, you're putting us all in harm's way and she's like, I'll figure it out. I'm the slayer. That's what I do. And they're like, you are not good at figuring it out. Please let us help you. Um, so it was a good like mid-season reminder that like Buffy has forgotten another person in her like bubble of being like, this is my life and I'm I'm doing my own thing. But then Faith go- continues to go on like her like uh, her di- her like uh, monologue where she's like she doesn't give a fuck about anybody. Um, you're her mother. She just leaves you here to die. Buffy comes crashing through Joyce's window and she's like, hey mom. And Joyce is like, hi Buffy. And then they just demolish the house they are just punching holes in the wall and throwing shit at each other and falling into tables and there's a part where faith is like you know you guys like fucked me over and buffy's like did it ever occur to you that we forgot you because we wanted to and faith uh faith throws a vase i would have probably threw a whole table that would have hurt my feelings real bad i would have been like you guys wanted to forget me <laughs> i would have been <laughs> devastated i'd have threw buffy right out a window go to hell you would have thrown yourself out the window from embarrassment. switched yet. And then uh, the end of the episode is there. Uh, Joyce has called the cops. Uh, Faith hears them coming. She puts the little thing on, claps hands with Buffy, and we see like a little like... And they swap bodies. Um, and then at the end, um, Faith... Uh, I'm sorry, Buffy in Faith's body is laid out on a table, passed out. And Joyce is like, are you cool? And Faith in Buffy's body is like five by five. And that's how we know they've swapped. And then boom, we got another one coming up. We got another episode coming up. We got a part two coming up. So exciting. I got two things during that back and forth with Joyce. She does say like, oh, you squirted out the kid. And I was like, oh, 
Watch what you say, Faith. Quit being gross. <laughs> Coming from someone who says very gross things. Uh, well, Willow and her friend are talking. They, uh, they're, they're like, oh, what, what do we do when we find yeah. Faith? They're like, oh, uh, we just report on it. We don't even try to confront her. And then her friend says, uh, oh, that, that's good because uh, I'm not so good at the hole. And then starts throwing fists poorly. And then Willow goes swimming and uh, thought that was good. <laughs> uh, one more. Oh, so after decking that werewolf, killing him. She Faith is in an alleyway and here's a pol- like a police car coming up and she starts climbing up a ladder and then a police flashlight like from a car like one of those big old searchlights flashes over and it's on her entire leg. The police would have been like, that's someone walking up a ladder as we're coming around. We should probably investigate this. Probably not. They were probably like, you feel like looking? Nah, not really. <laughs> yeah. All right, man, let's head out. Fuck it. All right, those are all my notes, and we're at that. We're just about at the 50-minute mark. That's all I got as well. Uh, overall, great. one of my favorite episodes. I'm super excited for the next three. It's the only two episodes of Angel I've ever found tolerable, so I'm excited to get to them. Um, and, man, I just, I, I, there, there's, there's nary an episode with Faith where I'm not like, ugh, ugh. Hearts all warm, a flutter even. Hell yeah, I'm I'm excited. Of course, like I said, it just gives me too much anxiety and like it makes me pissed off when I see body swap stuff like this. But that's on me. Other people, if you enjoy it, like I enjoy like like comedy. You have no. It's just it's perpetual gaslighting. I think that's why I don't like it. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you can't not gaslight someone in this situation because you have yeah. swapped bodies. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so excited for the next episode. Oh man, I need it to be two weeks from now. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, I'm excited for this week's episode of the podcast that be over on patreon.com forward slash MLM pod because we have our first guest on the show, Eric Berry of Ranger Woo-hoo! Command Power Hour. He's on the show. So please check that out. Also, I, I'm going to start doing this. Whenever we get a new patron that week, I'm going to give a shout out to that new patron. We got one. We got Yemma Cries, which I believe. I believe is JC of our friendship group. Nice. So shout out to them. And let's give a big old shout out to our $10 patrons over on patreon.com forward slash MLM pod where we celebrated. We've been doing it for a year now, which means if you sign up, you get 52 plus episodes of our shit. And it's good. So let's give a shout out to the $10 patrons. But you you only need $5 to get con to get access to that content so let's begin with steve f aka hit people guy the aforementioned eric barry of ranger command power hour alex z aka the waz orion aka the rapper defo kayla aka two grapes duo grun fox that's two fox for the price of grun tyler wright Elliot W., who is at Garlic Sunshine on Instagram, and uh, they have they do great artwork. That's why we always shout out their Instagram. But I guess if the other ten dollar patrons want us to shout out their social media, I would do that. And finally, Jordan B., the Chaos Witch. What you got to plug? 
Follow me on Instagram at Tavia.CW. I post pictures of myself in portrait mode exclusively. Or follow me on Twitter at Tavia underscore CW because they won't let me put a period. I'm going to complain about it until they change that stupid rule. Or I have another breakdown that causes me to delete my entire Twitter and create a new one. Or follow me at Tavia underscore underscore DCW where I don't even know what I said. Underscore underscore CW. It's where I archive all of my um, memes so that I don't have them clogging up my phone and you can have them too. But don't use the ones that say the N word if you're not one you better not you better not do it i swear to god you better not that's all i got yeah. thank you guys you know, so much honestly you probably shouldn't follow me there most of them um are really only appropriate for black people <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah go ahead and follow tavia underscore c one c one underscore all right guys thank you for listening and watching along with us i've been james thanks i've been tavia and this has been what, what the, the hell, hell mouth, mouth. See you guys. Bye. Bye. This has been a Marshland Media production produced by James McCullum. For more content, please visit MLMPod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to Patreon.com forward slash MLMPod and sign up today.